Thank you for listening to the Conform to Christ podcast, where we seek to engage the mind, affect the heart, and call people to follow Christ. Jay Jones here with George Mays for a free for all Friday. What's going on, George? Not much. <clears throat> Woke up this morning, George. Old car wouldn't start. That's one, always that's always really frustrating. One of those days. Yeah. I think you got to figure it out though. I think you got it figured out. We'll see. Got a part coming in. <clears throat> Modern cars. They're parts in strange places. You know? Right. So they're designed so that you have to take them to a mechanic. You can't do it. You can't do it at home. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I used to have an eighty eight uh Chevrolet white pickup truck. I drove that from the time I was eighteen, I guess till shortly before I moved here. Yeah. So for a long time, mm-hmm. you could fix it. anything on that was like, you could just reach in the engine like, oh, there's that part. Let's change it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So easy. Not anymore. It's like they, it's like the engineers go, okay, how can we make this impossible for a regular person to work on? Let's do that. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't know if they do that, but that's what it looks like. Um yeah, the easiest though was my 1970 GTO. You open that hood, you got plenty. You got plenty of room to work in that. You ever seen an engine like that? Hmm. You need to do yourself a favor and Google a picture of that engine right. and just gaze upon its beauty. Just do that later. All right, a little bonus for you. <laughs> well, what do we got today, George? Free for all Friday. There's all kind of madness in the world. Yeah, it's uh, it's been another week where it's uh, trying to figure out what what to talk about because there's so much. There is so much. Yeah, I uh, I came across a uh, story, another headline. You came across. I came across with a T. Yes. Okay. I came. <laughs> <laughs> Came across a uh, a headline. You're gonna be self conscious about that for the rest of your Pro- life, probably. Um, and it, it caught my attention. Thought you would be interested in this. All right. Body of dead rapper Gunu propped up at DC quote homegoing celebration at nightclub. What? They did a weekend at Bernie's with this guy. <laughs> Is that what that means? Uh, apparently. Apparently, they did. Yeah. Oh, my. Viral videos circulating online Monday showed a shocking scene. The dead body of Maryland rapper Markel Moreau, who went by Gunu, propped up on stage at a Washington, D.C. nightclub dressed in a hoodie with a crown on his head weeks after he had been fatally shot. Weeks. Weeks. <laughs> weeks after. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? In the background, music blares and strobe lights flash. Dozens of people singing and dancing are crowded into the Bliss Club. That's crazy, man. <laughs> what in the world? Yeah. How did, how did they pull that off? They Was he embalmed? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, said cell phone recordings from Sunday night at the Club Bliss, where an event occurred titled... The final show. Show mourners saying goodbye to the rapper who appears to be propped up on stage. <laughs> George. 
get through it with his <laughs> eyes open no <laughs> propped up on a stage sporting a designer a miri hooded sweatshirt ripped jeans decorated with flames and sneakers accessorized with a watch and a gold crown <laughs> this is bonkers man yeah um according to uh, a source who attended the event <laughs> said there was a 40 dollar cover fee to enter the venue um, at this time, it's unclear whether the club knew Gunu's corpse was going to be displayed. <laughs> oh my um, so <laughs> how do you pull that off? I don't know. I don't know. But apparently, his family was there. <laughs> I guess the family. The, like the so the the nightclub the nightclub issued a statement apologizing <laughs> and saying that they they were uh, you know the the family was in their thoughts and prayers, <laughs> but but uh, people were saying that um, that's oh, Gunu's sister told. Uh, told a uh, news station we're not trying to clear anything up we don't care about anybody and what y'all have to say negative nobody we don't care they're like i know his mama wouldn't approve of that yeah she did she was on stage with us oh wow <laughs> they had to milk they had to get that last that last money i guess that last i that guess last money. Uh, another rapper he uh he posted the video <laughs> of the audience dancing around <laughs> the corpse on instagram and he said as long as his mother was happy that's all that matters <laughs> this is some strange stuff man the the things that come across my news feed you wouldn't believe jay <laughs> <laughs> uh, every time you think that you've seen it all something else pops up <laughs> and grabs your attention where did, where did it come did you get that on twitter or did that come across just a, your Apple News or something? Um, it actually was on the Daily Wire is oh where I my. originally found it. And then I went and <laughs> Googled a little bit more, and it's all over the place. That's so bizarre. Yeah. Mm. So uh, I, I've seen, I've seen um, other articles of, of funerals where the person is propped up doing something. I saw one where I saw one where the guy was propped up at a drum kit. A drum kit? Yeah, like he Is this was, like a new like thing? Was, I I guess I guess it's a new thing. It's like going to a taxidermist and having your dog taxidermist your, your dog uh, you know, mm. uh, posed. I guess now you can do that with your departed loved ones. I wouldn't doubt that that's coming. Yeah. What you know what's weird is that it seemed like for a long time um there would never you'd never see a body after at funerals, yeah. talking about we talked about this in our Sunday school class. Uh huh. You never see. In fact, I said, you know, one thing for sure. Like when I die, you're gonna have to look at me in the casket. Mm -hmm. People, like everybody, it's gonna be like mandated stand up and go past the casket line thing. Yeah. Because I want all the non-believers to look at my dead body. Yeah. Because I want them to have to come to grips with that reality before somebody preaches the gospel. Yeah. I want it in that order. <clears throat> look at my dead body. Then someone preaches the gospel and the resurrection. But nowadays, apparently, people are like, hey, whatever, we'll just... Yeah, I guess they've swung to the other extreme. They've, yeah, yeah. they've gone from, let's not look at it, to, hey, what kind of funny pose can we get? Uh, Man, we could have had Spurgeon in his pulpit. That's right. <laughs> it's pretty cool to go to Midwestern and see the pulpit itself, Yeah, but we could have had him in his pulpit. Think that would have worked at, at Midwestern? 
<laughs> How would you know the difference though? The wax museum stuff is so real. Yeah. I think you probably could tell. You think so? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh going along with this, I came across a uh a description of this guy's rapping. I thought that you would be interested in it. Oh no. Nobody can whisper rap quite like Gunu. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He's more or less created his own unique sound, a rushed murmur of descriptive confessions about drug dealing. <laughs> Nobody can whisper rap like you. No one can whisper rap like him. Would you like to take a guess at how he died? I thought you said he got shot. Oh, okay. He was yeah. shot in a robbery. Uh, so. Okay. Yeah. Who knew? Who would have known? Who would have known that the the uh, who wis- the whisper the whisper rapper? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> who would have known that the whisper rapper who uh, murmurs about drug deals would have been would have been taken shot. taken out? It's like you reap in a in a like, robbery. It's like you reap what you sow. Or something. that's almost as if he had it coming. Yeah, but I you know. He did not deserve to be propped up at a nightclub yeah. while people are dancing around his uh, his corpse. So, hmm. yeah. So that was uh, that was a little what a strange little what strange, a strange story little strange story I came across and I thought you know who would enjoy this story Jay Jones. That is a strange story, my friend. <laughs> Wonder if there's like is there some some type of like cultural elements? I'm interested now. You got me curious. Yeah. I bet it goes back. There's some type of cultural thread here. You know what I'm saying? What, of propping up dead dead bodies? Well, most like people's rituals, <clears throat> it goes back somewhere. Like, you know, we ever see people pour out something, like they pour a drink out on the ground uh-huh. for somebody? Right. That like goes back to paganistic beliefs in the past about giving dead people things when they're dead, you mm. know? Yeah. Bringing them a drink or whatever. <clears throat> It's all connected. Mm. So there's some there's some thread there to be pulled on. Yeah. I'm curious. Okay. I've got to do it. You're going to have to do some research. Yeah. For sure. Well, what what, what do we talk about next? <clears throat> well, um, I've got this pulled up. We haven't uh, we haven't tested the audio on this, so I don't know if it's going to work on first try or not. That'd is be this, that'd be something new for us. But this uh is this that prayer? This is a prayer that's that's been circulating the last couple of days. Um this is from a PCUSA church uh in Iowa. And it is in um well she'll she'll set it up so I, I don't have to set it up. The the lady sets it up. It's a it's a three and a half minute clip. I, I think we should play the entire thing. I, I originally just saw a, a short clip of it but then I went and watched the entire thing. She sets it up, and then she prays, um, <laughs> quote unquote, prays. Right. Um, and uh, well, she's you, you a can, P- PCU. You can, you can see it. You can you can hear it when uh, she gets. I I don't think we really need to give any kind of uh, yeah setup for well, this. Well, they may be curious. What's PCUSA? Mm-hmm. PCUSA is Presbyterian Church USA. USA. Right. They're there was a split, I guess, in the Presbyterian world, and they are time, the li- yeah. they're the liberals. Yes. They're the ones, like, if you ever wondered, does my dog need communion? You could go there, and they could give your dog communion. Okay. Did you know that? I did not know Did that. you ever look at your dog and think, you know what my dog needs? 
some communion. Mm, no. Well, apparently those people are out there. You and, know, those animal blessings are uh, they're they're pretty widespread. Yeah. Methodists do it. Peace USA do it. Yeah. Um, I bless my dog when I throw it a bone. That's how I bless it. Say, yeah. enjoy. That's it. That's the extent. So R.C. Sproul, he he grew up and he was converted while he was attending a Peace USA church. Mm. But <laughs> it was liberal. Yeah. And so he left. I can't remember if he helped start the PCA or if he or if I, I don't remember exactly how the PCA, the the Presbyterian Church of America, uh-huh. which is the more conservative, though it's it. I kind of liken it to the the Southern Baptist Convention. Yeah, there's good PCA churches, and then there's bad PCA mm-hmm. churches. Um, but they they split. So this is PCUSA. PCUSA um, years ago, I, I can't I can't remember how many years ago. You know, they have their uh, their presbytery, like the um, their national. I can't remember what it's called. Mm. The the national meeting. Anyway, they uh, they opened presbytery. With, well, that's the that's the, the smaller that's one. The smaller um, synod. That's the presbytery is kind of like what we would call an association. I, uh-huh. I think maybe a synod. I don't know. Anyway, it was their national conference, whatever that is, when the national PCUSA meeting is. Uh, they opened it with a prayer to Allah years ago. Mm. So that's kind of where the PCUSA is. So this uh, this prayer should come as no surprise. You want to hear this prayer, Jay? Let's hear it. Okay. That's not it. <laughs> Skip trial. <laughs> that's not showing up on my... Uh, YouTube Premium. That's not showing up on my screen. That's weird. I don't know. High tech stuff. That wasn't on my screen, so I don't know what. I don't know what's going on. You have to here. close YouTube. All out. right, let me close YouTube, and let me try this again. There you go. Let's see. I don't know what's here. Let me open this. It's right so there. Far. I see it. I see it. Yeah, it wasn't popping up for some this reason. Past okay, here we go. Thursday, March thirty first was the International Transgender Day of Visibility. In the PCUSA, we welcome all of our transgender and queer siblings into this family and relationship with the Creator God. So today, I wish to pray a prayer that was written for this incredible day. Will you pray? Look at the guy in the background. He's just... Well, I was going to mention the fact that... Well, show his face. Show his face so they can see it. Look at him. That's the look when your manhood's been stolen from you. Well, I was, well, I was kind of shocked that they let a uh, a white man up on the stage. Well, he's not really a man, so okay. Well, I'm, I mean, yeah. I'm not a biologist, so yeah. Okay, he's like he's like a eunuch. That's what you have to be to serve in a denomination like that. Okay, and, <laughs> and be a, a biological male. You're a eunuch. All right, so this is for what uh, transgender visibility day. Mm. O God of pronouns, we give praise to the Great One, the one who was identifiable as God. I am what I am, you say, the great they, the incarnate he and she, 
the God of trans being. Hang on, pause it. Impregnating the incarnate, incarnate she. I don't know, man. Yeah, God was incarnate. I'm pretty sure he wasn't a she. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, You missed that part. Uh, She says impregnating Mary. Yeah. Let's see where she goes with this. Oh yeah. Fathering God, breastfeeding God of many breasts. (laughs) You shadow. You shatter all stereotypes making every single person male and female. Wait, what? Male hey, and female, uh-oh. intersex, non-binary, in your image. Exactly in your image. Spectrum, rainbow god, who put your promise for non-violence in the symbol for queer love before humanity knew, because you knew. Okay, so what she just said is that God knew that the homosexual community would use the rainbow symbol mm-hmm. as the, the sign of, of their community. Right. And so he proactively put it in his the, coven- the Genesis story. Yeah, his covenant sign not to destroy the world. Yeah. By water, by water, mm-hmm. there's fire coming. Who had Joseph, who could not sleep with a woman in a beautiful lady's cloak, perhaps of rainbow colors, before we knew. Okay, know. all right. Joseph had on a lady's cloak, George. So what she's saying, there's there's some uh, there's some ambiguity about what she's saying, but it's implied that Joseph did not sleep with Potiphar's wife because he was a transgender, that he was yeah. he 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 was not attracted to women. Right. He's yeah. wearing ladies' clothes. Uh-huh. And, she uh, said that his coat of many colors is a woman's cloak. Yeah, yeah. These 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 people have have very very good imaginations. They really do. Yeah, yeah. They're pretty creative. All right, I'll try not to stop it too much more. <laughs> New God of pronouns, who said you can call me he or she or they, whatever makes you feel closest to me. I missed that Bible verse. I did. I missed that. Invisible and visible God. On this day, where visibility and celebration, belated, belatedness, affirmation, and acceptance is the bare minimum. Remind us that you are the God of pronouns, so you affirm and you celebrate them. God of Saul, Paul, Simon, Isaac, Jacob, Isaac, Simon, Peter, Abram and Sarai and Abraham and Sarah. God of Joseph of the coat of many colors, of the Ethiopian eunuch, of the Virgin Mary. God of all found families in the Bible. Remind us that you affirm us in our full identity, name, pronoun, found family, all of it. For this, we give you thanks and praise to the great I am, the great they them. Thank you, God. And so in the now, now in the words that our mother, our father, and our sibling God taught us to pray and pray with us now. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Probably good, no? Is there more? As it is in heaven. Is there more? Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts. As we forgive our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. <clears throat> Unreal, dude. It says, uh, <clears throat> it says, Paul says, there is no fear of God before their eyes. You know, I'm kind of, I've been talking to you about this idea. Mm. The more that you actually believe the Bible, I think there more that there is an actual fear and respect of God. I don't want to give them too much away from the sermon coming up, but let's just say the prayer of Habakkuk 3, Habakkuk chapter 3 is a prayer, will never, ever be prayed by anyone like that. Yeah. Never. Right. Well, go back to go back to the screen. Look at her posture. Look at her posture while she's reading this. Yeah. Like she's saying this is a prayer. But look at her. Yeah. Like she's leaned over, she's resting her arms on on the uh the pulpit. She's reading it poorly. I mean, uh-huh. she stumbled over this several times. Uh like they're just going through these these motions. They don't really they don't really believe that they're praying to this God. Yeah. Right. The uh, <clears throat> and then it's just—I mean, she's just making stuff up. God, yeah. the God of pronouns. I think it's—I think what's important for people to understand that there's there's a, a clear trend, as we'll see. We got another clip of another woman praying, but in these circles where these things are, where there's no fear of God, what you have is women like this, who who I would say are incredibly evil and wicked women. I, I believe she's evil down to the core of her being. To talk about God in such a way is pure evil. Now, this is, like, we joke and we laugh about how stupid it is. Mm-hmm. Cause there's, but there is another element of it that we we have to remember. She's an evil, wicked person. Right. To talk about God that way. Mm-hmm. and so, They're lying about God. Right. God has revealed who he is, and they're lying about God. And then they have the audacity to end with the prayer that that Christ taught the disciples, mm-hmm. and they're blaspheming God, uh-huh. yeah. because that prayer is in direct contradiction to everything that they've said. <clears throat> because how does Jesus teach his disciples to pray? Not, oh, great God of pronouns, mm-hmm. oh, great they. It says our Father. Mm-hmm. That's how God. That's, that's how God has revealed Himself, and that's how Jesus has revealed the Father to us. And so for them to reject that and to say these things about God is to lie about God, it's to blaspheme him. Yeah, a good book is to read on this is Delighting the Trinity. And what that book will will help you to understand is God didn't pick some analogy, right, to tell you what he's like. And he's like, oh, a father is, you know, whatever. That book really gets at the idea that fatherhood and fathers exist because God is eternally a father Hmm. himself. That's who he is in his nature. And the second person of the Trinity is eternally a son. Yeah. Now, if that's who God is and that's how he's revealed himself to us, you don't just get to throw whatever pronouns in. Like a female one's as good as a male. Like, no, like that's not it. Now, you can't, you got to read the book because you, you don't want to then look and say, hey, women are second class people. Well, and there's, there's a couple of places where God uses motherly language. Yes. Um, and we have to be really careful when we say that he he reveal, that he reveals himself as a father. God is not a male, right? He he doesn't have 
I mean, God doesn't have a body like us. He's a spirit. Yes. Um, so when we say that he reveals himself as father, we don't say, we're not saying that he is a man because God is not a man. Mm-hmm. But right. he does reveal himself as a father. And even though he uses, there's some motherly language in the Old and the New Testament, um, the, the, the thrust of it is that God is father. Right. And that's what Jesus tells us. That's how he tells us to pray to mm-hmm. God as father, not, not as mother. Right. And definitely not as they, mm-hmm. <laughs> as father. Yeah. 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 And well, and Jesus is eternally a man. Right. Right. But they would say, I guess they say Jesus isn't really, like he's a gender bender or something. Uh, you know, I've, I've heard some of the, the really extreme ones talk about Jesus like he was transgender. Crazy. So you got women like that, uh, evil, wicked, wicked women, and then mm-hmm. you have emasculated men. I mean, like that picture is a perfect example. Right. Here's a guy, what he should be doing in his God-given natural uh, leadership role is getting up and saying, shut your mouth. Talk about God like that. You mm-hmm. out of your mind? Are you crazy? You like, yeah. like, we're standing and we could be dead at any second because of the stupid stuff you're saying. <laughs> Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there he just sits there and collects that paycheck. Probably goes home and gets bossed around by his own wife. <laughs> you know what I mean? And such, such such is his life. Yep. That's what you have in these denominations. So, Yeah, read uh, read that prayer in Habakkuk 3 if you're listening, and then and then try to just put that God... Like, 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 what are, you, what are you talking about? Like, they're describing God as this, this, uh, you told us to, you told us to call you father or mother or they, whatever makes you feel most comfortable, most close to him. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> he's a warrior. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a warlord warrior in Habakkuk chapter three. Yeah. Yeah. These this this lady would be vaporized if God came close to her, <laughs> right? Um, because he's not he's not this. Uh, they want to turn God into this effeminate queer. Yeah, that's that's what they want to turn him into. Uh-huh. Yeah. Soon, soon though, it will all be gone, mm-hmm. and they'll just be pantheists. That's my. That's the only way they can end. They're, I mean, they're probably already Unitarians. Yeah. They're they're probably already Universalists. They don't like. They've already probably abandoned. They probably don't even believe in hell. So there's no. Once you jettison that, you're jettisoning all morals. Like, why is it wrong to? Why is it wrong to um, uh, be a bigot? Yeah. There's no hell. We're all going to heaven anyway. Why? Uh, this is how. This is how I get close to God. This is you know I. I get close to God this way. Why? Why do they do any of it anyway? That's that's what I wondered. Like, yeah, I like if you don't believe in you don't believe the Bible's God's word, you don't believe in the resurrection, because you know most of them don't believe in the resurrection of the dead. Mm-hmm. Like, get a different job. Yeah. Like, there's other stuff to do. Right. It's yeah, so weird. It's know. so weird to me, man. You you watch? I mean, you look at that that you know you watch the video of her and leaning over the pulpit and just kind of resting there, and she's. I mean, she's reading this, and she's not reading it well, and and uh, you get the I, you get the impression that she would rather be out doing some kind of activist <laughs> activist work, not mm. not in there. Like, what's what's even the point of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Strange. Uh, well, you got another clip for well, us? Well, Jay? you got the transgender. So uh-huh. she's talking transgender stuff. So look, maybe I figured segue over into that other transgender thing yeah. that you had. I don't have the other one. I thought you had the oh, other one. Oh, do I have the other one? I thought you had the other one. The other, the tra- oh, the transgender. Is yeah. it a clip? The other lady. Oh, it's about that bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah the bill in Texas. Yeah. Where Let me try to pull it they're up. investigating what parents, if if a child is there, what what's the age for this? Do you, do you I don't know, know what the age is? Mm-mm. It seemed like it was young children. It's probably minors, yeah. in my guess. Yeah, you know. So anyone, I'm sure, under eighteen. So if a minor what has gender reassignment surgery or hormonal stuff, they open up an in- investigation on the parents. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and this is this is actually a bill. I think I think Governor Abbott actually signed it. Did it make it through? Were I, you able I, to see? Because th- it sounds like when this lady makes this prayer, ladies making prayers. Um, that is not that is not official. Not official it's yet. Not official okay. yet. But maybe it is. Well, who knows? For gender affirming. You ready? Yep. So I I don't know what this lady is. What do you she is uh, she's a Unitarian Universalist, I believe. Okay, what has she got a moon medallion on? What, what is this? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Got a look. There's another effeminate guy. There's another. There's another guy back there. They've even got him. Uh, they've even got him masked. There's another eunuch back there. <laughs> we should start like a ministry to, where we could like help men recover their. Manhood. Reach out to these guys. Like it doesn't have to be this way. Yeah. You don't have to sit there with a muzzle while this. <laughs> we could take them out in the woods, and the first thing we could do is like we could have them like let out a beastly roar. <laughs> like step one, unleash that inner man. Here's the woods. Like, like just let it rip. Roar! Like let it, let let it out, and then uh, they'll start to cry because their manhood's been robbed for so long. And we can slap them, and be like, "Knock that off, man!" <laughs> Men don't cry ever at funerals. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Does that count at nightclubs where your friend is, <laughs> is propped up? <laughs> Can you cry at that? <laughs> I think there's. I think there's a legit ministry here. Okay. When society collapses <laughs> soon, when it when it all falls to the ground, there'll be a lot of these guys. Yeah. That uh, that that will need to help out. Okay. We'll find them. We'll find them in the corner. <laughs> just uh, just like laying in a puddle of their own tears. Weeping. Yeah. All right, listen to Don't this. Don't get closer than six feet. <laughs> like, like like there's rubble all around, uh-huh. and like they're like, no, I'm traumatized because <laughs> somebody, somebody said something mean. You ready? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> all right. Texas Governor Abbott uh, has attempted to criminalize a family support for gender-affirming care for their transgender children, calling this child abuse. And Family and Protective Services staff are sent to investigate the parents of transgender children receiving gender-affirming care. Now, of course, this has been put on hold for now, but this legislation is evil. It's evil because of the irreparable harm this law would cause to trans children and their families. And it's evil because it is a blatant disregard for an individual's agency 
to determine their own answer to the question, who do I say that I am? It is evil because it denies this most basic human right. Now, of course, we know this is a political move, throwing red meat to a conservative base, but it is an offense that is deeper than politics because being human is about so much more than one's social and political identity. So today's service cannot dive deep enough into the multi-layered and multifaceted experience we have of being human. But what we can do is to hear from three members of this congregation and of their experiences of naming and claiming identities. So in the hearing, we hope that you will ask yourself two questions. First, what are the aspects that make up who you say you are and why? And second, are there identities which others claim with which you struggle accepting and why? Just like my family, beloved though they are to me, who can't accept me as Kathleen, but rather as Kathy, or perhaps grandparents who continue to insist on misgendering their grandchild, or the struggle to gain acceptance for the pronouns of one's choice. Who do I say that I am? Well, I like that mysterious presence also called Yahweh's answer the best. I will become what I choose to become. <laughs> okay. Man, these people, <clears throat> I'll tell you what. They'll just rip any passage of scripture and just twist it and just make it say whatever <clears throat> they want it to say. That mysterious being that we also mysterious, call Yahweh. So mysterious. Yeah. If only he had revealed things about That's right. <laughs> Not so mysterious when you realize that he's told us a lot about himself uh, and about humanity. Um, Jay, who do you say that you are? Um, I, I don't know who I am anymore. Who am I? <laughs> I get up in the morning and I see this beard on this face. Yeah. And I say, and I look at that face and I say, that it, is that the beard of a man? But am I a man? What if I am something else? That could be the most beautiful blonde beard a woman's ever wore. <laughs> you are a beautiful, strong warrior princess, Jay Jones. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. It's, this is evil. It's evil to uh it's evil to keep these little kids from lopping off their genitals and and uh, <clears throat> right, yeah. taking hormone therapy and the, these people, these people are truly evil and wicked. Yeah, right. I, the, we don't want to. We don't need to sugarcoat it anyway. Yeah. Oh, they're it, gro they're gross. Like we, I think that we've become so PC that people are afraid to look at a guy who's dressed like a woman and just say, "Dude, you're gross." Like that's there should be like a gag reflex when we see stuff like this mm. because it is contrary to nature. It is contrary to the way that God has designed the world. And when we look at this stuff, we should say, "That's really gross." Right. Like this is sick stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They what they're doing, and you know David French and all. Like there's all this stuff about like not using the word grooming, but mm. if you look at. <clears throat> 
what has happened in the in the rapid rise of what's going on in so many transgender uh, cases. I don't know what you say. People identifying as transgender, the number is skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is this is something that is learned socially now. Yeah, it's undeniable. <clears throat> Otherwise, the numbers would be the same in every culture. In every culture, they would be the same if this was just a naturally occurring phenomenon. It's not. It's something that's taught. It's something that wicked, evil parents tell their children. Like again, I tell you, the prime example is like. Uh, we'll just use like Evangeline since she's a young girl right now, right? Yeah. She does not play like a little girl. She doesn't play like a little girl. She doesn't play like Brooke even played, and Brooke was kind of a tomboy. She plays just like Drake. She is like a female version of Drake. She's very rough. She runs. She climbs. She jumps. She can't sit still. She doesn't play with. She doesn't. I mean, occasionally she might play with dolls if you get them out, but she's not going to go for the dolls. Right, she's going to go over the stuff she can throw. Uh, it, a liberal parent would tell her she may be a boy mm-hmm. and help her explore that. Right, but she 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 doesn't. You know, I said, "What are you going to be when you grow up? Probably a mommy." You know, like so. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a, there's a place in the world for girls, and you know, there's a spectrum of fe- uh, how feminine people are. Right. Mm-hmm. You got sporty girls, you got not sporty girls. And you got the same thing for men. You got sporty boys, and you got boys that would rather, you know, be in the library. Mm-hmm. You don't tell the guy that's not real masculine, that's not on all the football teams growing up, because he doesn't like sports, that he might be a girl. But that's what they're doing. Yeah, They're doing that to these little kids. Right. And then the little kid, they're indoctrinating them. And then they're giving them puberty blockers, and then after they do the puberty blockers, then they're getting, then they're like literally um, mutilating their bodies. Mm. I read, a, I read a, a, a long tweet thread. I should have saved it, could have brought it in here. It was written by, it was actually this guy's an atheist. And here's how he starts to sweat I'm an atheist, I'm not religious, and I'm a liberal Democrat. I vote Democrat. And he says, We are way, way off base on, this tra- on the transgender <laughs> movement. Yeah. And he lists a series of facts uh, about transgender and gender dysphoria. Yeah. Because it still is gender dysphoria, right? right? It's a mental illness. And he says something like 92% of kids, um, adolescent kids that experience some type of gender dysphoria, they've got a bunch of other um, problems in their life, like abuse or psychological things. But he says if you just leave them alone, 92% of them outgrow it and become, quote, normal, right? Mm. Their gender corresponds to their biology. Right. 92%. So what he's saying is like what you're doing if you get in the way of that is abuse. Right. That's what he's trying to say. But he, but they're not calling it out. Mm. They're abusing kids. Yeah. It's evil. It's demonic. It's wicked. And God hates it. There's no, there's no other way to say it. And weak, pathetic men are standing by and letting it happen. So um, what will happen? Who knows? I mean, we're going through the book of Habakkuk. We're, th- we're treading thin ice. Yeah. Real, real thin. Mm-hmm. You know, we're throwing all of this in God's face. Right. And, you know, God's mercy, merciful and gracious, but there's always a day of reckoning. 
always. Yeah. You know, you said that about um, how it's, it seems like more and more and more people are identifying as transgender or who knows what, whatever. I mean, they're always making up new pronouns and descriptions for themselves. I mean, you, you've got to have some kind of label for who you are so you can make your TikTok video and, right. and lecture people. Um, and we talked about this last week after we, after we were done um, recording how it seems like more and more people are doing this. And um, I, I was reminded of Genesis chapter 19, and I think that what we should expect when God gives uh, a people over to depravity is the society as a whole starts to, to act this way. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you look at Sodom and Gomorrah in Genesis chapter 19, and, and the angels come to the courtyard and Lot, Lot urges them not to stay there and, and takes them to the house. And it says that um, before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both young and old, all the people to the last man surrounded the house. Yeah. So the entire city was filled with homosexuals. Mm-hmm. People who, men who wanted to violate these two angels. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're seeing today in our culture is is people who I even ran across an article um, this last week that was asking the question why are so many heterosexuals identifying this way? Mm-hmm. And I think it's because they're being given over. Mm-hmm. Like they're not they don't actually have the the you know these sinful desires, but there's something that's going on inside of them that's causing them to identify with this movement. Mm-hmm. They're just being swept along. And I, I think it's because God is, is giving us over and, and who knows when judgment's going to fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a terrible thing. You know, you keep thinking even like, like for, like for this, like for this atheist, <laughs> it, it still appears that he has the capacity to analyze like, statistical data because like you like you can't argue with statistics right i mean i guess you can try to finagle them and manipulate them but if if you have if you're looking at numbers and and you're looking at it from like kind of a scientific perspective which is kind of what he's coming at he's not even coming at it from our perspective Mm -hmm. religious right he's just looking at it like oh how many kids are committing suicide yeah um who are likely not to, and then he realizes, oh man, what in the world? If we leave kids alone, they grow out of this, and then they don't commit suicide. Not like, but but we're gonna do something to kids that they can't reverse for the rest of their life, right? So that's the the way he's looking at it, and you just keep wondering where are where are those type of people at? They're and they're most of them are gone. Mm. They're just gone, like you said. They've been. They've been swept away into this where they can't even, from a non-religious perspective even, analyze it and say, you know, I've always thought the suicide thing is a major cop-out because way more uh, ex-military people, I think, if you'd have to pull the stats up, you know, are killing themselves, then the numbers are staggering, staggering. Twenty-two. It used to be 22. Um, it was like 22 a a day at one point 
Was that what it was, Larry? I'd have to look it up, but it was way higher than you would ever expect. Veterans, they're not they're not twenty two a day doing that in this in this other world, but that's the that's the like big thing we got to do we got to do this or people will kill themselves. Mm-hmm. But you know, veterans are just thrown away like garbage. Yeah, who cares if they kill themselves? <laughs> you know, right? So it, I've always thought it was it's a strange even excuse as to why like hey let's let's go along but now the data is out that shows hey if you're worried about that the best thing to do is to leave them alone leave them alone yeah um but you know and then a bill comes along back to the bill the bill seems to be trying to to protect that right right to protect, well, uh, to protect yeah, the child right. from protecting from, them from abuse, right? Yeah, from making some life-altering right. thing at the hands of of parents that seem mm-hmm. to have lost all rationality. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Well, um, so on on one side we've got the child abuse that's dealing with transgenderism. Um, I came across something else mm-hmm. dealing with kids. Um, this uh, this billboard popped up in portland oregon you can pop it up on the on the screen stop having kids jay (laughs) stop having kids paid for by stop having kids dot org did you check it out i did i did (laughs) yes i did Uh, at first i was like this has got to be some kind of i don't know joke Mm mm-hmm it's not a joke, Jay. Of course it's not a joke. It is not a joke. Stophavingkids.org. Most people, this is, this is at the very top of the website. Most people do not stop to question having children before opting to procreate. We want to change that by ensuring people consider the option of not reproducing as a valid, rational, and ethical lifestyle. And I, I thought you would be interested in this right here, Jay. The reason why there is an unconscionable amount of needless suffering and death in the world. Birth serves as the catalyst for it all. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So in this he- is not a joke. Okay, it reads. You read it, and you're like, these people can't be serious. They are. This is a serious website for people that are. They are anti-natalist, is so what they call themselves. They, do they want humanity to end? Is that their end goal? They're saying there's already enough people. We can stop now. Uh, but so that but but we'll all die in like a generation. Hey, I don't know what to, ta- I don't know what to tell like, you. <laughs> human- humanity won't survive. Uh, they're also um, they're also um, vegans. Mm. I know that shocks you. Yeah, Jay, that really shocks you. <laughs> Um, so they've got a, they've got several pages. They're still working on it. There's uh, the, not everything is up. Um, there's some blank pages on here, but, um, they do have some, they do have some, uh, some whys on here. Why humans should stop having kids. Um, Although the good things in one's life make it go better than it otherwise would have gone, one could not have been deprived by their absence if one had not existed. 
Those who never exist cannot be deprived. However, by coming into existence, one does suffer quite serious harms that could not have befallen one had one not come into existence. It's <laughs> crazy, man. So are there there uh, are they nihilist or are they all uh, taken a suicide? Okay, so here here it is. We can just go through these have and you can just see a- their you can see their reasons. All right. So they've got their reasons. Well, I'm just wondering if they've all taken a suicide pact. I don't know what they're So they can enter doing. into non existence. I don't know. So, no desire, no consent. So, we're bringing people into the world who... Don't desire? Don't desire. I mean, they don't... Like, they're not asking to be born, right? Uh, life is suffering. Yeah. Existing life is in need of help. So, um, you know, uh, foster care, abuse. Uh, they've got an animal in... <laughs> that dog got poked dog, in the eye with a weird... I guess. Um, parenthood regret. Who hasn't been there? <laughs> birth defects escapism life enjoyment is far from a guarantee so you may you may experience suffering jay it's there's no guarantee that you're going to enjoy life uh and i love this one <laughs> enough humans already <laughs> that's my favorite one <laughs> uh, and then we struggle to care for ourselves so I, I guess this they were they were anti uh, COVID vaccination. <laughs> it had to be right. You gotta have you gotta have a plague to wipe out some of these people. Yeah, there's there's enough make room humans already for, to make room for. Yeah, sure, so there's here. there's enough humans already. Yeah, Jay, man, I don't know what they think is going to happen when the humans start to die. That there's, there's already, already enough, there are there's already not enough humans. Yeah, like we're not we're we already are not having enough births. Mm-hmm. To replenish the people who will die, right in in our country. So China recognized that they had their one child policy, and yeah. they were kill they were killing they were killing babies um, because there were too many people. They thought, and now they recognize, oh, we're not we're not replenishing the population. Yeah. So they had the they had to back back that up a little bit. So you have this massive infrastructure and all of these services we enjoy, and then uh, there's not going to be any people to fill them. It's like, you know, if you try to go to restaurants and the restaurant is like recently and they're real slow, they're just terrible. Like they're like, what happened? And they're like, oh, we just, we just can't find any people to work. We don't have enough workers. Have you experienced that? Yeah. There are, there are jobs everywhere and there are not, there's not people working them. So you, it's going to be like that, but way worse because we don't have enough people to replenish what we have. I didn't go all the way down. There's more. There's more reasons not to have oh, kids, man. Jay. Wage laborers, scarcity. Look at this one. Risking hell. Risking hell. That's what? an interesting one. What? Bring someone in. They're risking hell. I don't know what. I don't know what they're. I, I don't know what the background to these people is, but it's weird. Screwing over other species. Think about the think about the turtles, Jay. Before oh. you procreate, think about the turtles. My kid could save the planet. Risking incarceration, sexual violence, climate crisis, slavery, trashing the planet, eternal dissatisfaction, loss of freedoms, and lack of privacy. Those are all reasons why you should stop having kids. Oh. What a strange! It's a, it's a movement dedicated. To, uh, it's called antinatalism. It's doing like God says to be fruitful and multiply, and they have a movement that says no, 
do the exact opposite of what God says. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Strange. Like it's like we live in a world in rebellion. You know? All right, here's here's their here's what it is. Antinatalism is a philosophical and ethical stance against human reproduction rooted in harm reduction and rational consideration for future life with regard for the implications that procreation will have for other humans, other animals, and the natural world. Antinatalists consider human reproduction, besides some exceptions such as force, an irreversible, unnecessary, indefensible, and enduring form of harm, regardless of circumstances, situations, or consciousness in living. Antinatalists seek to radically reduce suffering and environmental destruction in the world. Refrainment from creating new life is the most efficient and effective means of minimizing suffering for all current and future sentient beings. Living according to antinatalist philosophy keeps as much of Earth's natural life forms, resources, beauty, and health intact. Antinatalists can be humans of any age group, and antinatalists may have had children intentionally or unintentionally in the past. Hey, guess what? One of their things that they uh, promote is what you already know, Jay. Abortion. Abortion. Of course. Yeah. Of course they do. That doesn't cause suffering, though. No, no, no. Yeah, no suffering. Yeah, that's no no prolonged psychological suffering to the woman for the rest of her life. You know, none yeah. of that doesn't cause any physical pain. Yeah, people. There's just contradictions. I hope that's one thing people can see, like as they look through like a website like this, is how um, the people of the world, their worldviews are just internally inconsistent, mm. right? Right. So they'll say we we are for the minimization of suffering, but then on the other hand, they'll say they're for abortion. Right. That you can't be for both. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So. It's everywhere. Yeah. So, um, I mean, this is, you read through this stuff. A better world is a world where children aren't needlessly born. Like this is, this goes, Satan has always hated children. Yeah. You, You see this all the way through the scripture. You see Pharaoh destroying the children you see you see the assyrians that would rip pregnant women open mm-hmm. um, you see herod who is killing all the all the children in bethlehem god uh, god loves children and he's told humanity to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth he's given us everything we need satan wants to kill us mm-hmm. yeah yeah we need more humans right yeah, populate the earth, fill it up. Mm-hmm. There's there are vast swaths of the earth that aren't even populated. Right, right now the majority of humanity lives on the the sea coasts. Really, mm. if you look at maps of the world, yeah, the sea coast. Well, there are huge portions of land. Uh, there's plenty of room, plenty of food. Don't believe any of those lies. There's plenty of food. There's plenty of energy. Um. I saw a thing the other day talking about you could power the entire continent of Europe with a tiny portion. It's like two square miles of the Sahara Desert hmm. if they would like put in the infrastructure for solar panels. Like there's all kinds of things that we could do. Um, and then, you know, we could also colonize Mars, George. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Can explore, yeah. 
But we'll have to not use the term colonize. That's unfair to people that may be there, like Martians. The Martians. We'll have to use something else. Yeah. Because we don't want to offend anybody either. We want them to get on the ships and go and terraform and live on Mars. Just got to drop that word. It's a bad word. Yeah. Would you go to Mars, George? Would I go to Mars? You know, you know, Elon Musk says we're going to Mars in the next like fifty years. Mm-hmm. We're going to live there. Yeah. Uh, why do I? Why am I gonna? Why do I need to go to Mars? We, well, there'll be people there, George. Uh, there's people here, and they got to preach the gospel to all people. Well, that's true. Missionaries, yeah. missionaries to Mars. Is yeah. that what you're saying? That's right. Okay. We might have to start saving up our money for that. <laughs> right now. <laughs> There's anyone in our church that uh, feels called to the to the mission field. <laughs> yeah. All right, I think that okay. We got enough. It's enough for today. I think it's more than enough for today. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna push the button. There you go. So you're gonna make me. You're gonna make me do it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully this has been. Um, informational (laughs) I don't know how else to describe this episode Jay I don't know well hopefully this has been helpful for you Um, if nothing else hopefully it's been um, a little eye-opening seeing some of the things that are being said in our world some of the things that are being promoted in our world um, and we want to look at these from a biblical Um, standpoint. We want to always go back to the scripture. So that's what we're encouraging you to do. No matter what comes across uh, your uh, your computer screen, no matter what you hear in the world, always test it with God's word, because that's what God has given us. He's revealed himself to us, and we hope this helps you to be more and more conformed to Christ.